0: You're listening to Kisses from Death, a Himalaya original, adapted from the original story written by Aurora Yeo. The first six parts are available anywhere you listen to podcasts, but you can listen to all 30 parts now through Himalaya Premium. Download the Himalaya app in your app store, search Kisses from Death, and subscribe now to get the entire story. We hope you enjoy. Chapter 5 Games with the Devil I threw my head back as the alcohol began to flood my senses. The room felt lighter, more spacious, as I rocked gently along with the beat of the music. It felt like hours since I had last seen my friends or any of the three brothers. But with my mind in a daze, their whereabouts were definitely the least of my worries. Midnight wasn't that far away. In fact, the MC had just announced minutes ago that the countdown would soon begin. As the sea of sweaty bodies grew, I lost my way through the crowd. Bodies pressed against throngs of strangers, music pumping through my veins. It didn't take too long before I felt a pair of stray hands rest upon the curves of my hips. A stranger pulled me closer into his hold. I was drunk, but struggled to free myself from his grip. "'What are you doing?' I demanded. I tried to break away, but his grip was strong. The scent of liquor filled my senses. The stranger's breath danced across my skin as his hands snaked further down my body. "'Don't be such a killjoy, love. Live a little.' His voice was a low hum, buzzing in my ear. Each second felt like forever, with time, my greatest enemy, dragging himself out torturously. I knew I had to get myself away from the man. Pushing against his metal grip, I struggled and wrestled, only to be pulled back in his hold again and again. Let go! My voice, however, was lost in the party's thundering music. I could barely even hear the MC's voice as he announced the beginning of the countdown. Being groped by a strange man in a stranger party was not the way I wanted to spend my birthday. My eyes darted around the crowd frantically, searching for Minnie or Bella or any one of the three brothers. At this point, I'd beg the help of Fabian, even though he clearly despised me. A cheer erupted from the crowd, pushing all the partygoers even closer together. As I slumped back into the stranger's unwelcome embrace, I could feel his fingers roaming south, tugging at my sweater as I yanked and pulled. Horny little bitch, aren't you? just when I thought that all hope was lost, a new voice cut through the noise. In barely a millisecond, I was freed from my captor. A towering figure dressed all in black pulled me behind him. Without giving my attacker a chance to reply, the man pulled back his fist and rammed it straight into the unnamed slob's jaw with a crack. The music stopped as a collective gasp crossed the crowd. I jolted back a few steps as a man toppled over against the wooden floorboards of the boathouse. Spectators began to gather as a man who had only just swooped into my defense rolled up his sleeves and bent down to the man's fallen figure. A hint of sadism radiated from the man. The vibe I got left me feeling a contradicting mixture of relief, comfort, and fear. Weak, he spat, before pulling the man up by his shirt collar. He raised the half-conscious man high above the ground, as if he weighed no more than a small child, clicking his tongue as if he were delighted. The man flung his victim across the floor, sending him crashing into a table, and dancers rushing toward the door. The sea of people met a bottleneck, as the doors were locked shut. Fearful and anxious, the partygoers banged against the meadow and wood, while my supposed rescuer lightly kicked the man with the tips of his expensive-looking shoes to see if he was breathing. A small grin took hold in the right corner of the man's lip, displaying the same dimple as Wilhelm. Though the four brothers were not related by blood, They grew to share a number of family traits just being around each other. There, I knew that the fourth and final brother, and the host of the party, had finally decided to show up. Satisfied with himself, the host dusted his hands with a soft clap, kicking the man one more time. It appeared he was no longer breathing. Well, the strange man shouted, spreading his arms wide as his voice echoed across the room. Every pair of eyes locked on the speaker, and mine were no exception. Isn't this just a wonderful start to the new year? The clock struck 11.59. Each second's tick reverberated loudly, but I hardly noticed. I was too drawn in by the nearly glowing molten silver of the man's eyes. I swallowed bile when I realized that those were the eyes I had seen earlier in the party, slinking back into the shadows. I really didn't want the kill to be any more gruesome than it needed to be, he continued, his silver eyes darting to meet mine before a heavy silence caught the air but humans make everything so difficult. Perhaps it would be better to wipe you all out in the worst way possible, just so that, during your next life, you might live in constant fear. A commotion began to grow in the crowd. I stood in the center of the crowd, the strange cryptic man just feet away from me, and the other lying dead behind him. I must say, Addison, this party was all for you, but my brothers are here today for a feast, and who am I to deny them? The man took a few long strides, and he was beside me. My mind said run, but I was rooted to the spot, all feeling in my feet gone. You truly are a beautiful person, he whispered, voice barely audible as he lightly trailed a finger down my cheek. Where his fingers met my skin, I felt a sharp cold. I jolted back in shock. Before I could truly react, he had pressed his freezing cold lips against mine, sending a bolt of electricity straight through my body, and in an inexplicable pain through my veins. And while I tried to scream, my voice was stuck at the base of my throat. When the clock struck midnight, twelve resounding clangs echoed through the night. Time seemed to stand still as my head grew light, drifting in and out of consciousness. A collective thump sounded behind me, and I turned around. One by one, the members of the crowd began to fall toward the floor, each cast into a sleep-like trance as my own head grew light. You have one hour, Miamor. The man's lips lifted it into a crooked smirk. He pressed a small piece of paper into my hands, his eyes sparkling with mischief. Let's make this even more fun, shall we? You have an hour to prepare for this game of tag. I'll see you soon. Until then, I promise to be very patient. And with that, I lost all feelings in my legs. The ground seemed to catapult toward me with great speed. The world seemed to collapse on itself, caving in, leaving me with nothing but a dark and empty void. My eyes were forced shut by some force of magic. The darkness seemed too much for a soul like mine. What you just heard was Kisses from Death, a Himalaya original. The first six parts are available anywhere you listen to podcasts, but you can listen to all 30 parts now through Himalaya Premium. Download the Himalaya app in your app store, search Kisses from Death, and subscribe now to get the entire story. Kisses from Death is an original WAPA story written by Aurora EO. Text adapted by Nick Albert. Audio produced by Pacific Obadiah and Samantha Land. Voiced by me, Lucy Shen. Special thanks to Ariel Liu, Trevor Oris, Mario Butzner, and Tyler Morissette. Original podcast artwork created by Harun Adalat.